are now tuned into FNL Radio. Run for cover. You are now rocking with Doc and Monique on FNL Radio. Everybody. Now, it wouldn't be FNL Radio if it wasn't any technical difficulty, so... We definitely thank y'all for sticking with the technical difficulties and whatnot. But um, we are back here, everyone. Welcome to FNL Radio. It's your boy Doc. Got Monique on the other end as well. It's your girl. What up? What up, everybody? How's everybody doing out there tonight? All my loves. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh yeah. So um, do we call you Bad News Doll now? Is that what we had to do on the show now? Because you you've been out here in these streets lately. Well, you know, I've been doing what I can when I can, how I can for the people. So whatever you guys want to call me, whether it's Bad News Dog, whether it's it's Monique, you know, (laughs) as long as I've got this goddamn tea, okay? (laughs) Yes, we're going to get into that in a little bit. We're going to get into that. But everyone, thank you all for tuning in. And for those who are going to be tuning in and those who are going to be watching after the fact, I know this is super last minute because y'all haven't had a show from us since July of last year. So I know y'all were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and y'all got seeing stuff. But no, we are back, everyone, with the first show of 2022 here on FNL Radio. Um, and, and hell, we may not do another one to uh, January 2023, <laughs> but we here right now. That's all that matters, okay? Uh, yes, we are here. We are here, everyone. So first off, um, again, got to say thank y'all for you all's um, patience while we have been you know, away. But we've been... Busy with life and everything, Monique's been, you know, doing her thing with the teas and um, new job, alerting everything, all that good stuff. So we've been busy. I've been, you know, new jobs here on my end as well. So, you know, everything's been going good, but we've just been busy. But, you know, we had to come back for you all. So we are sorry for the delay and shows and whatnot, but we definitely appreciate you all for waiting for us and still listening to the old episodes as if they were new episodes, the new followers that always come on the uh, Facebook page that's always liking the page and stuff like that. So I thank you all for always, um, again, just checking in and, you know, doing the wellness check on us, even though we haven't done a new show in forever. Thank you for your wellness yeah. checks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I took a little break today from studying. And, um, you guys, again, like you said, we have not, as Rocky said, we have not checked in with you guys in a very long time. Like you said, uh, both of us have gone through a transition in our jobs. I am now the assistant administrator of the nursing home that I work at. I actually uh, left my previous employer that I had been working with, had been a director of social services and also the assistant administrator there at that nursing home. I had been with Ashland Nursing and Rehab for well over nine years, um, actually going on 10 years, um, had been there and um, I was offered while I was there, I should say, I actually started into the administrators, the nursing home administrators and training program. And um, I was offered a 
opportunity that I just cannot pass down by my current administrator. So I left um, Ashland after nine years of service to them. And I started my new position where I am the assistant administrator at the Northern Neck Senior Care Community in Warsaw, Virginia. So I have a little drive. So in the process, of actually my new position. I'm also um, at the end of very, very, very end of my program. So I'm actually studying for my licensure exam. I should be taking that exam, um, I think probably next month or either in March. So at the end of this month, I'm planning to turn in all my hours, all of my completed hours, all of the many, many reports that go along with all of those completed hours. And then um, once the the Board of Health looks at my, my hours, they approve my hours, my completed hours, then they give me my uh, available test dates for my license exam. So I am studying. Um, trying to do my thing with uh, selling Tava detox tea. I got into that uh, probably during the summer. And so shout out to Shape by Shay, Lachey Ortiz. That's my mentor in that business. Uh, she kind of talked me into selling the tea and all the different products that I see you sell. So you guys have maybe caught me on the gram here and there, um, you know, Dancing and carrying on, doing the shots for the okay, don't do it right. <laughs> uh, taking the shots for the multivitamins, doing a, a couple lives here and there, showing you guys how this tea work. I've done some videos, I've done some before and afters. Um, I have some <laughs> business cards that you guys may have seen them posted at the Wawa gas station at the X Times. Every time I go give me the gas, I put. I make sure I leave a business card on the gas pump in, in this world. Okay. If I'm in the in the Walmart and I got to go in the bathroom, I go to every stall and I put my business card on the stall. So if you guys are looking at losing the weight in 2022 and you happen to go into the Walmart bathroom, in the Target bathroom, you go to x you go to Walmart, pick up your girl's card, give her a damn, you know, send me a text message, follow me on the gram, you know, text detox. To 804 256 956 You're looking to lose a little weight, okay? And get a little healthy. Okay. Okay. Um, so, y'all got the memo there, everybody. That was support my shameless local... plug. Yeah, support your black business here or F Radio. Um, Reggie, you still have a body to see. Um, Multivitamin. I... We got that CBD coffee. We have a good probiotic that I take every morning as well, but don't worry about it. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, because the thing is, I'm not remote anymore right now. So I don't know if I need those type of problems inside the public restroom at the building. So I um, <laughs> I have to pray on that. We have to be a weekend situation. I have to see what's going to be going on. But um, I'm definitely going to support because, you know, it's about to be my birthday coming up soon. So I'm definitely trying to uh, lose some of this um, holiday weight. But um, yeah. If y'all see more, y'all see me. Just text detox to eight zero four two five six three nine five six. Okay. All right, and if you happen to um again see more, clapper clappers and shaking the salt shaker on the gram, just know it's for for the purpose of the business. You know, just like um Principal Abel said, can you twerk? Um, you know, to get some um school supplies for the kids in elementary when i tell you that motherfucking principal is hilarious <laughs> now nah, you don't look like you can twerk yeah 
<laughs> so we definitely talk about I Abbott Elementary a little later. That say is hilarious. Y'all, y'all have yes. got to check out Abbott Elementary and Grand Crew as well. But like you said, we'll yes. get to that a little later. Yes, everyone. But um, again, hopefully everyone had a great New Year. Happy holidays, all that good stuff. You know, it's the holiday weekend. So that's all surprising when he hit me today. It was like, you know, you want to do a show? I was like, okay, then we try to do a live show situation and almost, you know, mess this up. But shout out to our first uh, situation with uh, StreamYard. So StreamYard, we had a little difficulty, but we are there now. We, you know, we can hear, we can, you know, converse back and forth now on the show. So we'll see how this goes. And you guys, I, I, I'm not up. Um, you cannot see my face. You guys can see my <laughs> avatar. One reason is because I have been in my pajamas all day long. I have been studying. <laughs> Um, literally all day long, so I am not, uh, you know, ready yet <laughs> to be to be seen. Yeah, I'm not decent at all, and I have a little patient that is quarantining in the guest bedroom. So yes. um, he has been working me day and night, and he thinks that it is totally funny asking me if my calves burning yet, <laughs> as he keeps running me oh, up and goodness. down the stairs, up and down the stairs. For apple juice, orange juice, lemonade, fruit snacks. So yeah, calves burning yet? <laughs> yeah, the calves burning yet, girl. It's what his back was to me. Why? Oh my goodness. <laughs> but um, what else? What else? Real quick, everyone. Oh yeah. So um, if you might see someone hop in the background because they're trying to come up in this camera shot right now. But I have a little. I have a little cat. His name is RJ. He's been around since September now, but I keep telling him he can't get on camera because I don't want him in my shot. So he's in here walking around. You might hear him in the background sometimes, but other than that, he's minding his business. Um, and actually next week or this week coming up, whenever the 20th is or 21st, I'm coming up on a one year closing of my house. So um, still not giving y'all a tour because people like to steal. So, um, but you can see what you can see right now in my office. That's as much as you're going to get right now. It's just me in my office. Um, what else were those? And that's been about it. I've been, um, I need to get my liver and rest. I have been, uh, hanging out and drinking and stuff a lot. Tequila and Coke has been my new thing, but I am, um, I'm taking a break today for Martin Luther King Jr. By where we start on Tuesday. So, uh, <laughs> what else, what else? And that's been it, everyone. You know, again, just staying busy, um, Hopefully, this will be the beginning of something different with FNL, but also, too, people, if you're not able to see this on YouTube or if you still prefer to listen to us on the podcast, this version of the show will be updated on the podcast, so you'll be able to hear it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeart, Google, and somewhere else. It's been a minute, people. I haven't had this whole little um, thing in a long time. I haven't had that whole little tagline, so whatever you see, podcast. <laughs> Or been listening to it, you get the update. Y'all know what it is. But um, so on tonight's show, we also want to give a first um start of the year. Had some major losses already, so we got to give a well, recipe let me, shout out. Let me, oh, yeah, let me. I forgot to say this real quick. So again, like Reggie said, happy, happy early um MLK Day to everyone. We always try to remind you guys that um tomorrow is a day of service, not a day off. <laughs> but also in January, okay, what are you laughing at? <laughs> So also in January, kind of kicks off a couple different uh, Founders Days, I if knew you we will. Going with this. 
Okay, Reggie. And because, you know, the special woman in your life, we all have had found this days, one right behind each other. So, yes. of course, starting with the first, we know we not, we may not be the first sorority, but again, so on January 13th, 1913, 109 years ago, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, my sorority, the best sorority in the entire world, the largest historically black sorority in the world. We celebrated 109 years. Then you guys, and we were founded on the campus of Howard University. Then on January the 15th, which was yesterday, we had Domo, aka is Honey Them Ashes. They celebrated. Yes, sir. Shout out to Mama Reggie. They celebrated their Founders Day on yesterday. So happy Founders Day to um, the members of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And then on today, uh, the members of Zeta Phi Beta, I was going to say Phi Beta Sigma either way. Um, <laughs> no, no shade to your sister, Reggie. I'm, I think, wait, but, I think she on because she just said purr. Is she in the comments on YouTube? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Well, happy Founders Day to the uh, Zetas. <laughs> yeah, so we want to wish the Zetas, all the members of Zeta Phi Beta, Sorority Incorporated, a happy, happy Founders Day. But again, we I want to say happy belated Founders Day to all of my sororities of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, 109 years strong. Now, Reggie, we can go ahead and move on to the people that we got lost this year, okay? Okay. Uh, and Delta's out here stepping in these streets with the uh, Omicron as well. So, you know, be on the lookout. You see a Delta, they know they got the uh, COVID. But, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we did have some losses this year, um, losses this year already. Uh, started with Betty White on New Year's Eve, which is very sad. Before she turned 100 years old, uh, she passed away in her home at 99 years old. Um, she was going to celebrate her birthday. When was it the fourteenth or something? I believe so. So whatever celebration of life that they're gonna have, to my understanding, they're gonna just kind of do it on her birthday to honor her and remember her. But I believe it's or have they already done it? I I don't know, but I know people are donating in her honor uh to like different pet shelters and stuff like that. So yeah, she was a, a animal lover. So I think different SPCAs you can donate to. She definitely was an animal lover. So we're going to miss old Rose, honey. She has made us laugh for years and years and years and years. Um, yes. I believe you guys know that she, um, her famous role on, uh, she played Rose Nyland on uh, The Golden Girls. And I believe, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, she was like 63 years old. When she yeah. named it the part of Rose, and again, mm -hmm. she had us a laughing, um, you know, that, that old gut-wrenching laugh, because yeah. you know she played that old silly character, but we <laughs> yes. definitely loved her. And then also, I don't know if you guys remember, I know, Reggie, you probably remember Mama's Family. Yes. But she was actually one of my favorite characters on Mama's Family uh -huh. as well. And then... um well, this show doesn't come on anymore, but one of her more recent roles was um, when she Cleveland. played Hot in Cleveland yeah. with, um, was that Valerie Bertinelli? Yeah. Okay. So she played with her, and then you guys all know that she had a couple 
Um, well, I wouldn't even say a couple. She has several guest appearances on Saturday Night Live as well. And she was doing her thing well up until um, recently. So right. definitely we're going to miss her. Um, so again, rest in peace to Miss Betty White and prayers up and our prayers go out to uh, her family and her loved ones. Yes. Uh, then, of course, we had uh, Sidney Poitier, you know, one of the major actors in the Black community. Um, yes. He was 94 years old. And that was a big surprise to, you know, again, first week of January. And, you know, he passed away. And did they say a cause of death for him yet? I, d- I didn't hear. We I don't, re- I don't remember hearing that he was sick or anything like that. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, they actually I happened to turn past TV one today and they were playing the original version of a raisin in the sun. The version yeah. was him in it. Yeah. And the day that he passed, or the day that they came out that he passed, I came home from work and my husband was watching um what is it, Mr. Tibbs or I can't think of the original name of it, but Mr. Tibbs, where he plays some type of detective. So definitely a veteran in this game and his acting game. So he will be greatly missed. He's right up there with Cicely Tyson. Exactly, so, exactly. You know, um, he got his wings. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and speaking of Raising the Sun, that was one of my, uh, I don't know why I was watching that movie at eight years old, but my dad went to the library to rent that movie because they have it, you know, at Blockbuster and stuff. But remember the library, you can actually rent movies. The kids can still go to the library today, but they used to be able to go to the library and rent movies and stuff. And so I remember watching the original black and white version because we had to write a book on it or a book in school. And so I remember that much. But um, yeah, he would definitely be greatly missed. And then um, Bob Saget passed away as well on this past week. And he was 65 or 60 years old. Yeah, he was still pretty young, and I don't remember if they said what the cause of death was for him, but he was found in his hotel room. He was actually, I think he had just done a show, or was he, he about to do a show? Yeah, he had just finished the mm-hmm. show, Um, so he was on like a tour, and yeah. um, he was found dead in his hotel room, so he's definitely going to be missed as well. You guys know, for anybody that is an old head like myself, um, Bob Saget. Yes, TGIF Friday, thank goodness it's Friday. He was America's all-time favorite dad um, on Full House. He played Danny Tanner. So he was the father to DJ and Stephanie and little Michelle, played Mm -hmm. by the Olsen twins. So, And then you guys know for a very long time, he had a long stint as the host of America's Funniest Home Videos as well. So he will definitely be greatly missed. Um, I saw something where, can't remember the comedian's name, but he was his really good friend and he was had to go pick up his car and he just broke down and was just so Mm -hmm. upset and so emotional. So Yeah, I think it was John Mayer. Yeah, he'll definitely yeah. be greatly missed. Mm-hmm. He was a veteran in this in this comedy game as well. So yeah, and he had an interesting bring up like myself. So he was born in Philly, I was born in Philly, and then he was also raised in Norfolk for a bit. So you know we got that connection there, Philly the seven five seven. So <laughs> you were Bob Saget. Yeah, and I always forgot okay. about that part too. So and he went to Temple University. All right. Okay. But he'll greatly be missed. I guess it wasn't the year where, um, where Wichita was there, uh, Mr. Pill Cosby himself. Okay. 
But yeah, Bosaki definitely will be missed. And so now, again, people, we're getting into the ships. So we haven't done the show in a minute. I want to say, was it the last show we did, or one of the last shows we did last year, last summer, that we mentioned Portia was going to be starting her own reality show? She was I don't even, wanted, I don't even I know like, if we talked it. I feel like we never really we talked brief, about this. I think it was just or a brief we? thing. Cause no, I think it was just we a brief because I think that's the show where we did somebody else's guy. Yeah, where that was like our yeah. opening music. So we did briefly yeah. touch on this, um, mm-hmm. and this whole thing uh, with her, Dennis and Simon, has spiraled all out of control. Um, I don't even know where to begin or where to start with this, but like Reggie stated, so in November, uh, Portia's Family Matters or should we call it Portia's Family Mess and Bullshit started (laughs) in November. And so apparently the whole concept behind this show, this was a spinoff that Bravo Bravo gave her. And the concept behind the show was um, she wanted to blend her families together. So her family, (laughs) again, the Jose Williams side of the family, her mom, um, her aunt Darlene, her cousin Storm, um, Lauren, her sister, her cousin Londie, Dennis, and Mama Gina, then um, Simon, her new fiance, and then for some reason she, oh, and we can't forget about her aunt. Her mm-hmm. uh, what what is her aunt's name? Oh my goodness, I can't think of her name. But it's um it's her is I think this aunt was her dad's sister, mm-hmm. I believe. Um oh my god, I cannot think of the aunt's name. But um we can't forget about her. She was like a pillar in this whole thing. But mm-hmm. um she was Jose Williams' daughter, and then for some reason her ex assistant Dom was thrown into the mix as well as her current assistant Lauren W um was thrown in so again her whole her whole idea in the grand scheme of things in her eyes was to mix all these people together for the sake of Pilar Mm -hmm. and see how everybody can come together for baby PJ well her mom ended up not going on the trip <laughs> so it ended up being everybody else in Portia's family. These two assistants, or this assist, this her current assistant, her ex assistant, minus Mama Diane. So the whole thing was a catastrophe from from the very very start. Um, I guess now, Lauren. Let me say this to you, ma'am, <laughs> Sister Yolanda, or Sister Ayanla. She needs yeah. to come and pull all of your healing cards, okay? Yeah, I because bitch, you, you did not understand the assignment. This no. is not it, sis. Um, you up here, you know, babalooing and summoning the gods <laughs> and healing and and trying to heal folks and and you know what what is it, what is it they do with their hands and they go up and down your body you trying to cleanse the chakras and this won't it this was a whole ass fool i hope you don't ever <laughs> try to put nothing together like this no more like i said right. sister, uh buns on better come and get all of your healing <laughs> cards and put them in a pile and burn them because this was <laughs> not it 
So anyway, it was just a catastrophe from a catastrophe from the start. Um, they would not, you know, you would have some people show up to these cleanses and these rituals and these spirituals, and then you know, oh, and Lord, I forgot about. I said the cousin Storm. Oh yeah, I said her. Yeah, so she kept a lot of shit going as well. Um, but anyway, you would have some of them show up to these um, seances or whatever you wanted to call them. And then, you know, Portia sometimes wouldn't even show up. Then you would have Dennis show up. Dennis showed up, Portia didn't show up. Portia showed up, Dennis didn't show up. Um, they had these uh, so-called family dinners that were horrible. They were all going back and forth. Um, Mama Gina did not like the fact that, you know, they kept talking about what happened between Dennis and Portia, you know, when she was, when she was pregnant with baby PJ, um, you know, naturally, of course, you know, I believe, you know, again, even for me as a mom, I'm always going you know, correct Jaden, and I'm always mm-hmm. going to let him know when he's wrong, but I guess to keep on hitting him over the head and beating him over the head, and especially in public, in front of a bunch of other people, to let him know that he's wrong, I'm just not going to do that, and right. I'm not going to let you jump my child either, and attack my child. So, you know, of course, Mama Mama Gina was on the defense. Um, like I said, you know, you have the aunt that's there with the age and the wisdom, and as well as Portia's mama's best friend. Um, mm-hmm. what was her name? Earlene? What was her name? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she was there as well. So, like I said, these family dinners were always, always a big ass fool. Um, like I said, they were always get into talking about the past, and you know, you got Portia, a lot of people felt like, you know, this show was nothing but the show Portia pretty much still being in love with Dennis and not getting over Dennis. There was one episode where Dennis bought his work, <laughs> yeah. um, meaning his, I guess, his new bitch Stop. or whatever, yeah. or, the, you know, or the bitch he was fucking that day yeah. um, down to Mexico. <laughs> and it seems like, you know, Portia was upset about that. And then, you know, she claims that she wasn't, and she claims that Dennis was trying to gaslight her, but you fell for the bait, and you did exactly, if that's if that's what he was really trying to do, you fell for the bait, and you did exactly what he thought that you was going to do, which was act a whole fool. Right. Um. So they had the, you know, and we all had been waiting. And, and I want to say for me, you know, when they showed that clip in November, when they were showing like the trailer for this show mm-hmm. and they were showing the clips and, that, and you know, again, that was clickbait that was to get people to watch the show. Yeah. When they showed her hollering and screaming and, you know, people grabbing on her and trying to get her under control. I really, really wanted to believe, and this is the guy honest truth, I really wanted to believe that that was not her up there fighting. Right. I really thought, and when the, the first two episodes, and when they showed how Storm and Londi could not get along, I said to myself, oh, this has got to be Storm and Londi fighting each other and Portia getting upset, you know, because her two cousins are fighting and yeah. she's, you know, caught in the middle. That's what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. 
I had no idea this girl was up here fighting and beating on this man or at least trying to fight and beat on this man and then I guess trying to go after his mother. I really wanted to believe that she had, you know, kind of taken some accountability from all of her other actions, from her fighting and carrying on, bopping Kenya in the head with that with that sexist thing. But again, she's the same one that fought that <laughs> fought her assistant <laughs> in the streets on a while going to a Christmas party. So but again, I so not I so wanted to believe that that's not what she was doing. But she was um <clears throat> that was a hot, hot mess. Um and then I guess some behind the scenes things was she really did not want Bravo to air it. Um <clears throat> kind of the same way she did when there was like a confrontation. I believe it was between her and Kenya when they taped last year about the whole Black Lives Matter thing. She didn't mm -hmm. want them to get her in the bed. Like she only wanted to get the only wanted Broadway to get her, you know, on her activism role and all of those things, not her cutting the food with Kenya. Right. But um, and having an issue with the rest of the girls and things like that. So apparently this was that whole thing again um, summed up. She did not want Bravo to capture this whole fight and she did not want them to air it. Um, they did anyway. And then she seemed to, um, you know, get a little testy when the producer came out, came out and asked her, OK, so you really just going to walk around like none of this happened? you're really not going to talk about it. And so, mm -hmm. you know, she kind of got to mind and was like, okay, well, if we done with this scene, let's be done with this scene. So, you know, tonight again was the season finale. Now from what I heard and to my understanding, you know, I heard that Dennis was going to have a few choice words for her. He was going to kind of air her dirty laundry out um about you know her parenting it didn't really seem to go there to me they did get into i guess another like verbal like an argument but it wasn't mm -hmm. as bad as what people and the blogs were making it seem he did state that pretty much the only way he felt like that we could co-parent and now like i said that should have been a drinking game every time you heard the word <laughs> co-parent yes. we all should have been taking a drink we all really should be drunk by now exactly. but he felt like the only way the whole co-parenting thing was going to work is if they pretty much you know have a judge decide you know visitation she kept calling it and referring to it as half visitation but what she meant was joint custody right <laughs> i mean this one that said it was what 200 days of the year or something and yeah and thought the underground railroad was a real amtrak <laughs> yeah so i guess we can't expect nothing more but um you know that's pretty much the way it went off the, the finale wasn't giving anything um mm -hmm. I was really disappointed because I was waiting to hear, you know, and again, not saying that I, you know, want to see her because apparently they were saying these allegations were to the point. This is why Dennis was going to ask for full custody. Um, I, you know, I never want to see that, but I really wanted to hear, like, really, what is he saying? Um, right. you know, what is his opinion about her parents and why does he feel like she can't take care of her child? But I didn't get any of that. Like I said, to me, um, you know, this finale wasn't given anything. But what did what did you think about this whole thing? So my thought on the whole series. So again, when we watched it, you know, when it, even when we talked about it, it was making it seem like Portia's going to make this like the 
clean, nice version of what them what other than what you see of her on Real Housewives of Atlanta, which was the reason why she wanted to leave because of the whole um ooh, that bolo, that whole situation. So of course she wanted to separate herself from that and just try to have this clean image. So we thought that's what it was going to be about. Then of course she said that was Simon, so we knew it was going to be some shit. But then watching the show, you know, people say the show villain is such and such, but the real villain is such and such. So the show villain was made out to kind of sort of be like Dennis. But the real villain is actually Portia. Like she really has showed her colors. And again, Portia's like 40 plus years old now. So you would think there's going to be some, you know, something right in her head. But I don't think she really knew that Andresha and the crew was going to pretty much put her in this light to where we see the real her because let me read some some tweets that people were saying about her on Twitter tonight too and I kind of and I agree with everything they said so uh we needed this show so so um at Tiff Cam 27 said we needed this show so we could see who the real Portia Williams is now we know everything isn't all Dennis fault like she portrayed on Real Housewives of Atlanta um anyone else looking at Portia differently um with the fight with Londi, of course, and gaslighting Londi. Um, people say Aunt Liz is absolute best. She's welcoming the voice of reason. Um, Portia Williams is a true narcissist, the way she was gaslighting Londi. Um, Bravo really exposed Portia's real character on Family Matters. After watching, I finally see that Kenya has been right all along. Um, and someone says the most atrocious thing that she could have ever done for her career. And that's the thing too. Like Portia was always like this likable person, even though she was, you know, less than smart sometimes, but she was still likable. Well, yeah, I, and let's go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. But no, I'm just gonna say that seeing her in her own show, even though we saw her on her own show before with the whole um pregnancy Baby special. special. Mm-hmm. But with this time around, it's like, yo, Portia, you don't take accountability for shit all, at all all the time. And you're getting really mad at Dennis for always wanting to move on. But you got a whole nigga that just I not going to use the word stole from uh Phelan, but you was all up in her house though, and you was friends with Phelan. We, we talked about that. If you go listen to the old show, if y'all wanna listen to what we talked about then, but um it's like you get you moved on, but why can't Dennis move on? Like unless there's something there that you're still trying to hold on to or whatever, because you get real mad when you talk about bringing someone on the trip, but you got a whole nigga you're engaged to fresh out of your relationship make it make sense but that's my take on Portia like I something about this show really just made me not really well like her like and that here, anymore. here was some other things that you know I failed to mention or I forgot to mention this whole situation with this Versace robe and we're not gonna like yeah, hash, yeah, hash this rehash this again but right. um a rehash is a whole lot, but there was this thing with this Versace robe, and then Dennis had a lot of his belongings still at her house. And again, you know, people and the viewers were questioning, even her family members and the people that was on her team were questioning why was she holding on to these things so tightly? You have moved on, you have a whole new fiance that you have no for all of a month be that as it may why are you holding on to this man's things and then right. she kept saying things like you know i'm scared that you know my biggest fear is that simon is gonna put his foot down well it shouldn't take him to put his foot down you should know okay again i have a whole fiance i am trying to start a brand new life with this person why are you holding on to the past 
Right. And it's not like Dennis doesn't have the money to put those belongings in storage if he needs to do that. Um, and then this whole situation with Storm, you guys know recently she did um something on what it, what was it, Twitter? Um she went mm-hmm. on Twitter and she talked about, I guess, a past relationship that she had with Dennis. And she talked about how he abused her um, physically, emotionally. And then, you know, she insinuated that he was a, we're not going to use the word that she used, but a P word. Mm-hmm. And you guys know that has something to do with a older man preying on younger women. Yes, Uncle Chester, as we will call it. Yes. So she, you know, insinuated that as well. Then you have another cousin that kind of exposed Portia's true colors. There was a cousin that um, somehow got into the comments and was stating that, um, you know, she kind of felt like Blondie. Um, You know, she didn't really have a great relationship with her. And she stated that she had not heard from Portia or her mother in months. And her mother had passed and she had not heard from them um, any condolences. No, you know, they didn't check on her to see how she was doing to see if she needed anything. But all of a sudden, you can reach out to me and ask me to be on your show. Mm-hmm. So she stated that she respectfully, you know, declined because she's, you know, she's like, okay, this is not going to be about anything. I'm not going to waste my time, waste my energy with this foolishness. You can do all of this, but here it is that my mother passed away and you can't reach out to me and right. see if I need anything to see exactly. if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, and just like you guys see tonight on the finale, when she told Londy, well, I was in a whole abusive relationship and you weren't there for me. And Londy said I was in college. Like, what did you want me to do? I was away at school. And her response pretty much was still be there for me. Like, right. I needed you to be there for me. So, yeah. again, you guys, she's self, self-absorbed. Um, It came shining through. I'm not sure. You guys tell us what you think. Do you think that this show should get um, a second season? Do you think we're good on Portia and Simon and this uh, storyline and this show can just, we can leave it right where it is and let tonight be the finale and that's it. You guys have to tell us what you think. What do you think, Reggie? Do you think this show should get picked up for a second season? Nope, let this be it. Get Porsche on to come back in three years on the Housewives of Atlanta. Be our guest. But other than that, I don't want to see you on your own show no more. I don't hear about Simon. I just don't give a damn at this point. Because again, it really showed this different light of Porsche where it just made people like, uh, like, yeah, we go on you right now. But if you want to come back in three years on Atlanta, sure, why not? But right now, yeah, we need a break from Porsche right now. Well, what about, um, you guys also tell us, you know, do you think this was a setup, not for not for Todd to come to us with the bullshit, <laughs> but do you guys think this was a setup for her to get some type of wedding special? 
you yeah. think that Bravo Andy is gonna give her a wedding special. So you guys know that they have um her and Simon have purchased a new home. Mm-hmm. We've seen it all over the gram. They have moved in. Um, she states that she set a wedding date, and if I'm not mistaken, I think she's supposed to get married next month. Um, and they're supposed to have a couple different weddings. So, do you think this was all something for Bravo Andy to go ahead and give her that wedding special? Of course, of course, it's always a setup somewhere along the line. So, I feel like this was that setup that was supposed to happen for it. Cause probably she was contracted to even have one before when she's supposed to marry Dennis. So I feel like it was always somewhere along the line for her to have that type of special. But I think she really got to clear her shit up and really don't bring all that drama over to the, like, if you're doing a wedding special, just make it one episode. We don't need the whole Nini, I Dream of Nini wedding special or the candy, whatever. Just do one episode and that's it. Because I, I can't stand to do four plus episodes of your shit. So one episode will suffice. It'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, have you guys have to weigh in and tell us what you guys think. Absolutely. About absolutely. Portia, her family, and the mm-hmm. little bit of values that they hold. <laughs> Literally a little bit of values. I feel so bad for Pilar. Oh, baby PJ. I know her hair hurt right now, too, with that fake hair. So, um, okay, you know, girl, okay. <laughs> all right, so now speaking of Housewives of Atlanta, Salt Lake City, now you know, Jen Shaw has been uh, a shaw mess ever since she had her Puerto Justice box braids and was getting taken off. Well, she didn't go on the bus, she ditched the bus and got pulled over at uh, somewhere at the house and then had to get going to jail and whatnot, going to custody for her whole um fraudulent scheme and whatnot with her assistant. So what's been going on with uh, Salt Lake City? Because I've been missing Salt Lake City. And I feel like I need to be catching up on it. I know they just did a reunion, I want to say a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and Mary Cosby did not show up. Um, Apparently, Mm -hmm. Andy Cohen was a little bit upset about that. He states that he talked to Mary um, on New Year's Eve. And... um, I guess she, I don't know. I can't remember if she gave him the indication then that she was not going to show up. I think at that point, you know, she had not mentioned to him that she was not going to show up. And so he was stating that he feels like, you know, every housewife should have the opportunity to to defend themselves. I mm-hmm. think Mary knew what was up. She knew what was what time it was. She knows that they was going to get into all of her holy ass about mm-hmm. those, you know, racist comments that she made about yep. um <laughs> about uh Jim being a a Mexican thug. Um, then she made some comments to Jenny about loving her slanted eyes. So just just a whole lot with with old Mary. Yeah. So they are under the impression that Mary has quit. So you guys again, I want you guys to weigh in and tell us, Reggie. You tell me what do you think? Do you think that they should replace Mary, and who do you think they should replace her with? Now I know we are not very very familiar with Salt Lake City. Do you think they should replace her with another black woman? Do you think that they should not replace her at all? Do you think that they should replace her with the white woman or? A different type of minority. What do you think? Um, Mary definitely. I definitely want her. Like Mary's one of those people you can smell where her house 
smells like through the TV. You know, it just smells like mothballs and just old books and stuff. It's her house, you could tell, it just smells like old. So, her and her tacky fashion, even though she says, you know, class and all that shit. I, I'm actually want to see her off the show because we talk about Mary on the show as well here and her foolishness, her um, congregation. So we know Mary ain't shit for real. Um, I I would like to see them if they do replace her. I feel like the equal opportunities employment um, contract will have them have to hire someone of color probably. But is that many black people in Salt Lake City other than Baby Girl from um, Locked Up, um, Love at the Lockup? <laughs> Maybe she could be a housewife. What's her uh, A? It's not with an A. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, well, she ended up moving to California, remember? Right. She can move back to San Her and Lamar, Andrea, Andrea, they, they yeah. ended up moving to the, to the hood in, in California. Look, Andy, you want a good mix up? Bring her from Love at the Lockup over to Bravo and yes. look at her whole storyline. That would be something. I would like to see that. Hey, Andrea, <laughs> come over to back to Salt Lake City. Let um old boy know that y'all gonna be getting a big check if you move over to Bravo. Just be in the snow real quick, just part time. And then, you know, that would be a good little mix up because wasn't she Mormon too? So her, her, and you um, know, I heard that was a whole storyline too, from what course. I understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. that her and Lamar had been dating since they was in high school. <laughs> yes. And um, all of them goddamn kids was his, not just that little ass girl. Mm-hmm. Um, the little girl Priscilla. They said all them goddamn kids was his, and they had been together and had been married, but they had been together dating since they were in high school. They were like high school sweethearts. So they said all of that shit was just for love after lockup. So we shall see. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Salt Lake City for me, <clears throat> excuse me, has been hit and miss. Mm-hmm. So I like watched some of it tonight and Jen was acting again, like you said, a shy amazing fool. Yes. Um, just hollering and screaming. So I guess it started off, tonight's episode started off from where they left off last week. So apparently um, the husband's last week was uh, Meredith's husband, Seth. It was his birthday. So at the birthday party, all of the guys, with the exception for, of course, Mary's husband and um, Jen's husband, because Jen was not invited to Seth's birthday party. Mm -hmm. So the husbands told the wives that basically they had um, booked a Mother's Day trip for them, a getaway for the weekend. They did explain that when they, the husbands did explain that when they discussed this, Coach Shaw was present for the discussion. And so Jen would be going. So they get on pretty much the same sprinter. It is um, the same people that showed up on the, on the sprinter the day that Jen got arrested. So, of course, Meredith and Mary are not on the sprinter. Somehow another, um, Jen and Lisa, well, mainly Jen, Jen starts to attack Lisa. She hears... And I'm not sure if it was Jenny that told her, but some somehow or another the word got back to Jen that Lisa had hired that private investigator 
um, Jen and her crazy ass mind just assume that um, Lisa had something to do with, you know, her arrest. Um, she was accusing basically her whole point of the attack. She was accusing um, Lisa of being a better friend to Meredith than being a better friend to her, than being a, a good friend to her. And she was stating that basically Lisa makes a difference in between um, herself and Meredith. And again, she treats Meredith better. And also, I guess in her mind, in her sick ass mind, she felt as if um, I guess she wouldn't even be going through this if it wasn't for Meredith. Um, and again, I don't, um, I didn't even understand why Jen was on this trip. I'm like, but shouldn't you be at home trying to liquidate some of that <laughs> shit you got so you can pay these legal fees? Exactly. You got your elderly ass mama up here, um, trying to sell off all her shit and liquidate all her assets and shit like that to put your ass to get your ass a lawyer. I just girl, right? I would have been having me a whole ass yard sale <laughs> and on a rental property, and she, I would have a week long yard sale to get rid of that shit and would have been selling dinners out the backyard. <laughs> so I could raise me some money for the legal fees. Yeah. So I'm not even understanding why you were on this trip. You should have had your ass at home, but you know, of course, it makes for good TV for her to be there. Mm -hmm. So she literally jumped up in this girl's face, like literally jumped up in her face. They kept having to pull her down and try to sit her down. And you know, she's small, so she quick with it. And mm -hmm. so the producers come out there to try to pull her down. She running all up in between their legs <laughs> and shit. And, you know, going on the side of them trying to get to this girl. It was just a mess. Um, so then finally, you know, she breaks down and, and hollering and crying, you all don't know what I've been through. You all just <laughs> oh, don't understand what I've been through the last couple of weeks. And, you know, whoa, it's me. I'm pulling right. And this and the third. So, of course, Lisa jumps up out her seat and goes over to hug her and tell her that she loves her and you know everything is gonna be okay i went and got up and hugged her ass at all you done jumped <laughs> in my face trying to fight me for the shit that you put your own self in and the bullshit right. that you and Stuart was doing and you think it's my fault fuck you is what i would have said mm -hmm. so um that was pretty much the extent of tonight they went to and by this time we were talking about doing the show so i did see the part um again whitney had some type of chakra cleansing some type of healing ceremony that they had to go to meredith and mary get there late and so um they're out so i guess wherever this cleansing was or this spiritual healing was according to whitney they had to get there before the sun went down or the whole thing was not going to work. So they end up leaving Mary. Um, all the other girls, they, it was supposed to have been an all-white affair as well. So um, Meredith, then Whitney was rushing Meredith. She couldn't change her clothes, so she kind of came in what she had on, which was like some jeans and a jean jacket. Mary had changed her clothes, but she was still getting ready. So um they left her and then they sent the sprinter back to go get her but like i said again it looks like that there was an issue between uh meredith and jen jen and from what i saw 
from the preview when it was going from one commercial when it was going to the commercial looks like jim was going to jump up in meredith's face and tell her well you know i guess i'm gonna get your ass if i found out that you had something to do with my arrest but i did not see it but I don't know. You guys have to, again, get down in the comments. You guys can call in. I think Reggie has sent the link out. Let us know what you think. Reggie, do you think this lady is guilty? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's just something that just gives off guilty. I don't know why. But something about her. Well, I did... Um. I watched what was it, Jen and the Shaw Shocker on yeah, Hulu. Hulu, and it was yeah. honestly really, really sad. And um, mm -hmm. that one with that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills <coughs> to Erica Jane, that yeah. shit was sad. The way they did those people, um, right. but <laughs> I'm just not sure what was going through her head. But again, when you think you're above the law. And, mm -hmm. you know, you think your shit don't seem, you know, I guess this is the outcome of that. Right. The way she took advantage of those people, um, that lady, mm -hmm. you know, it was people up there that they interviewed stated that they spent like 16, they lost like $16,000, $29,000. That one lady who stated that she was um, basically, she was making like swaddlers. I don't know. Did you see the did you see the documentary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The lady that made the swallows. I used to have a bunch for Jaden. <laughs> so um <laughs> so we're not to hold him. Because you know, you swallow them and it makes them think that they're being held. Yeah. Um, because he used to cry all the time to be held and I couldn't get things <laughs> done. So I had a bunch for him. But that lady stated, you know, her husband was a farmer and um when COVID hit and the whole all the money that they were making farming kind of depleted and the crops got bad and you know due to the pandemic so she thought okay you know she stated that her mom had actually kind of taught her how to make these swallows her mama made the first prototype and she thought that okay i could sell these things and so she said the next thing you know um basically you know she's ditching out like she's i think she i want to say that lady said she spent like twenty nine thousand dollars every mm -hmm. time she thought that she was going to get somewhere with this product they tell her you know you got to send five thousand more or you got to send um ten thousand more send seven thousand more because you gotta like you know this is the next step right this is the next level this is the next step to the business you got to do this you got to do that mm -hmm. and then the next thing you know you have spent you know x amount of money but you don't get any type of return on your investment right. so it, it was really really sad um and then the black lady from georgia i think she was from atlanta she was saying that she worked and she was an older lady as well as the farmer the farmer's wife but she was stating that she had worked in a daycare and when COVID hit, when it shut the daycare down, she stated that she had always kind of wanted to go into the beauty industry. And so she says, you know, she had finally like saved up her money and things like that to do this. And, you know, she reached out, I guess, to this company or this business that Jen and them were running. And the next thing you know, she done spent $16,000 and she does not you know get anything in return she says she doesn't make a dime and then did you did you hear how they were saying um 
basically, I guess when the FBI was listening to them, they were saying stuff like, um, well, don't, you know, this month, don't charge, don't charge them $5,000, just charge them $2,000. So it doesn't look suspicious that every month we're going in and taking out the same amount of money every month. And so, so go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, so if y'all want to see pretty much the follow this whole story, what's going on with Jen Shah, definitely watch the uh, Hulu documentary from ABC News and then um, like me, catch up on Housewives of Salt Lake City because I did catch up myself and see all the fuck shit that's going on before the reunion comes on in probably a few weeks or so. So, yeah, and I was looking at Jen ass and I like, bitch, I hope you keep that same big energy when Big Maze is coming for your ass and ask if you're going to eat out your cornbread, bitch. Because <laughs> you acted a whole ass fool on that goddamn sprinter. Like I said, I didn't see the scene with her and Meredith. Um, but just the preview of it, she jumping up in that woman's face talking about um, if if I basically it sounded like she was threatening her if she found out she had anything to do with um, her arrest. I'm like, girl, okay, you better sit down somewhere. You better go find you somebody else to play with. Mm. So yeah, yeah we, because we if you if you need to be mad with anyone, be mad with yourself for praying on the elderly and the infirmed. <laughs> exactly. Yes, hand in the hell basket on that. So um, moving on now to another show that I've been catching up on during our time for the show, um, selling Tampa on Netflix. So I mean, selling sunset, um, selling Tampa. Yeah. So selling sunset is pretty much the parent show of. Selling Tampa, but Selling Tampa, you know, it's all black version. You know, it's a female, um, black female led um, real estate company, real estate company. Um, one of the girls that y'all might know is Ocho um, Challenger Singles, Ladies Baby Mama. What's her name? Start with an S. Um, Sherelle, and I'm like, yeah. your self esteem low. Like, <laughs> <laughs> of all the men that slide in the DMs, that's who you said to be the side of the DMs for, right. So, Selling Sunset has been a good show. Uh, I mean, Selling Tampa has been a good show I've been watching because who doesn't like Tampa? And then on top of that, you know, something to kill time at work sometimes when I'm bored and I see something to watch. You know, I see when my mom be having time to watch <laughs> okay. shows at work now because... <laughs> but, um, so DJ Envy's, and this actually worked out in the show's favor because even though people are starting to watch the show already, I feel like DJ Envy talking about it and then sparking this conversation is going to make more people interested in watching the show in a weird way. But DJ Envy posted a caption on his um, Instagram saying uh, he posted selling Tampa and Sunset. He said the same person created both these shows, shaking my head. One show sold no homes, none. Kind of embarrassing. The other show sells homes. Hmm. Anybody else watches these shows? So, of course, that's where all the cast members from uh, selling Tampa had to come into the midst saying thank you for watching the show blah 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 but you know you let's not compare our day one to selling sunset season four that's all i'm saying that was from ann uh who said something uh joanna said something as well uh thank you for watching the show and posting about the show we welcome you anyone else who doesn't who did who oh okay you know they can't spell sometimes we welcome you with anyone else who did the sales that was on the show or see the sales that was on the show to rewatch it I personally was a part of the one sale that was the largest Allure Realty has had. 
so a lot of people, a lot of them was chiming in saying, well, you didn't see the show or, you know, you won't see us selling stuff on the show. But you got to think about it too, it's their first season. The producers have an angle when it comes to, especially the shows with all black female cast. So you got one girl up there pregnant by Ocho Cinco or dating him to be um, direct. Then you got the drama with the, um, what's my baby girl name? She, um, the old head with the um, short head who wanted to lead the company. Oh, I love her, Rena. I Rena, love yeah. her. She's like the best cast yeah, member to me. And is. I like Tennille as well. I like her yeah. and Tennille. Right. So, you know, the shows Rena want to, you know, get her brokerage license, want to hope her own company and everything like that. And so, of course, when the producers hear that drama, of course, they want to emphasize on that. But watching the show, you will see they were selling homes and they were showing homes, even though some of the realtors didn't know shit about the home. What's a um, little girl name? Who, um, what's her name? What's her name, April? I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah that was a epic fail. <laughs> right. So they were doing selling stuff on the show, but it wasn't to the magnitude as you would see like a million dollar listing or something like that. And you see, even with those shows, when they had their first seasons, you know, it was all about the selling stuff. But as we in this new social media age, you're gonna see a lot of these newer shows now not gonna follow the same format as the older shows used to do where it just is all about selling the homes and not no drama. Now you're gonna pick up on drama, but because they know it's a black led cast as well this time around, that's instantly gonna shoot out the roof. So now have you watched Selling Sunset? I've never watched Selling Sunset. I watched it, and I'll tell you why I used to watch it. I, when I was about looking for my house, I was watching, like, all the listing shows, like Selling uh, Sunset and going back to Million Dollar Listing and stuff like that, even though I went down the Million Dollar Listing. But, listen, you know, looking back at those shows just to see the process and, you yeah, know, okay, see what you're looking you for. If you watch Million Dollar Listing, you definitely want some points <laughs> this way. All right. You tell them yourself. <laughs> I, mean, I have a nice home. I can't lie, but uh, no, it was um just to watch those shows, even you know the HGTV shows and stuff like that. Love the listed stuff like that. So, of course, I was watching those shows for inspiration and stuff. But now, when I get inspiration from this show, I actually did. They had some nice homes. That one couple now who have the um hair care line. Now, I hope y'all not biting off more than y'all can chew, because. <laughs> I like to see my people succeed and not overspend what y'all don't need. That's a word, but well, yeah, <laughs> yeah they had horses and ponies yeah. and whatnot and zebras and turn on and right. they had the house. I was like, okay, the what? What hell out <laughs> is this? Because right. Because I don't, I don't know them about the, the order that I use in these love locks comes strictly from Keisha, um, who's also a soror. Happy Father's Day, Keisha. <laughs> but she makes her oils <laughs> and berries and whatnot that she puts in my hair. So, again, what? <laughs> right. Because they, they never stated the name of the product, you right. know, of this product that they make this hair care line. I was like, what? What is really going on? Line. Oh goodness. <laughs> okay. Okay, man. Like um who, who is the baby boy well yes. Okay. You don't want to end up Pretty like him. Right. All the yeah, all the like, is, yeah, I've never heard of this. <laughs> so what's your thoughts when BJ Amy was talking about the show and how they got on him and he had to he somewhat apologized, but 
was it like was he wrong in saying that this is just like a doing nothing type of show or <laughs> hold on for one minute why are you in here <laughs> JD, you are in quarantine. <laughs> just take them. Take all of them. Not the whole box. Just take your three and take the cash you <laughs> use. And wash your hands. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> So my son who was supposed to be in quarantine is all in a year. <laughs> um, but I mean, I agree. Um, that was kind of, I don't know. I think that was kind of, I wouldn't say when well, we did see the young lady, um, Colony, she mm -hmm. showed, um, I can't remember if that was, I mean, we would see them, I guess here's the thing, we would actually see them showing homes, but yeah. the actual selling is what we did stuff. not see. Yeah, the yeah. closing, that's not, that's not what we saw. Because even with that family, with the black hair care line, we didn't mm -hmm. see them close on anything. Right. We just saw her go out, we just saw Sherelle and Joanna, I believe, go out to the site where they were building this home, but Basic, but we never saw them buy it. I want to say, right. did she show them the land and show them what they have been working on? But mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing them actually buying anything. Right. So, again, I think, like you said, because it's the all-black cast, I think that, you know, to kind of beef up views and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and to get the to give it that mm, and that judge right you know what i'm saying i think that you know of course it's not gonna be selling tamper without selling some drama to go right. along with it um i do love the flat i do love the fact like i love that Debrina. i loved her mm -hmm, yeah i just loved everything about her because not only did she have a law degree she also had mm -hmm. a degree in engineering as right. well and mm -hmm. then she could hold her on when it came against you know, Sherelle, and not saying that we want to pit them against each other, but you know, she was also very successful and she was doing it. Um, right. now, do I like how she went about trying to um, recruit the girls? Recruit the girls? No, I did not, but mm -hmm. you know, again, at the same time, it does make sense. These are the top sellers, and if I'm going to branch out and do my own thing, why would I not want you all to come with me or at least yeah. shoot my shot? Mm -hmm. Remind me of fucking up in the ATL. So, I mean, yeah, it reminds you a lot of cutting it up in the ATL <laughs> or cutting it in the ATL, whatever the name of it was, uh, Mushia. Yes. So, <laughs> it just is what it is. Um, you know, hopefully, I guess they'll get a second a second season. And then I think, you know, and when you have shows like this, you know, it, and, and I will say it was an easy watch. I watched right. it on Christmas Day as I was cooking my dinner. Um, you know, it was, what, six episodes? I think it was, what, six episodes? Seven. Seven, seven episodes. Mm -hmm. They were like 30 minutes apiece. It was an easy yeah. watch. 
Um, so, and you know, when you get shows like this, I think also they're like test shows to see how well the audience responds to it, to see how right. well the viewers respond to it, to see if it'll even get picked up for a second season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it will get picked up for a second season. We all would like yeah. to see what happens with Sherelle and um, Chad Ocho Cinco. I think they're talking about the fact that she's um, opened up another, um, a second location excuse me in Miami so I guess that'll probably be a story point and a focal point for next season if it gets picked up if it gets picked up you know I think Joanna is going to end up running um Allure in Tampa mm-hmm. you know the girls don't like that too well they don't <laughs> like having to take charge and you know and take that or they don't like having to take direction from her so mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll get to see how that plays out um i think it'll be nice to get to see if the young lady and i cannot remember if her name was april but the one they let go who did such a horrible job when she yeah. left to show that house um you know we'll get to see hey i think it'll be something maybe she'll come back and do her own thing and you know and and, and start her own company so, yeah. you know, I think it'll be interesting to see if she gets to come back or if she does something aside from Allure or in competition right. with them. So, mm-hmm. and then I think, you know, I would want to see whether or not Rena actually does open up her own brokerage firm and then take, uh, I don't know, her name is not Anne-Marie. What was her name? Eva Ann or Annie? Oh, Sophia or Sophie Annie. Yeah, so, or yeah. Yeah, Sophie you know, Ann, Sophie, yeah. Whatever her name is, you know, yeah. she looked like she she appeared to be, you know, wanting to possibly go with Rena. So that would be nice. And then you saw the girl Colony wanting to say she said that her loyalty was to um was to um Sherelle, but on the flip side to that, then you see how Sherelle did her. She thought that she was next in line to kind of run that office, and then Sherelle leaves it up to Joanna. So it'll also be, you know, a good watch to see. Well, does Colony change her mind and say, okay, well since you fucked me over, I'm gonna go ahead and check on the check up the deuces, and I'm gonna go ahead and walk on over here to Renee's or Rena's company. So, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I think, um, you know, I would like to see all of that. So we'll, we'll see, but, but I do agree with DJ Envy. Um, you know, why is it that the people that don't look like us, we see them doing exactly what the show is supposed Mm -hmm. to be about. And then the people that look just like us kind of get a raw deal, so to speak. But, you know, again, it would not be selling sample if they did not sell drama. Right. So, I was yeah. like, he had the time to find the um, watch the show because he just had a new baby. What's his tenth baby? And then, you know, he got the morning show and then sell, flipping houses and showcasing cars and stuff. Where do you find time to watch the show? Maybe just between one of the feelings or something. But, you know, but it's good. Y'all got that platform. Maybe they may have y'all on Breakfast Club one day soon or something. But and they pro- Yeah, they probably will. Angela, yeah. Lee, Angela, yeah, asking on a boring question. Yeah. So. So Sophie, how you you know how she do? But it was <laughs> it Charlemagne love and light. How's your energy? <laughs> but it was a, um, it was an easy watch. You know, like you said, not too many episodes. Uh, seven episodes, thirty minutes apiece. Just enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, real quick, we're gonna get to us what we've been watching with FNL. More what um, Monique has been watching with FNL because. 
I'm telling y'all, I've been off the TV grid for a minute. I've been watching a lot of other stuff. Like, um, what have I been watching lately too on TV that's been taking my time away from like the other shows? Can't think of it right now. I'll think about it when I possibly later. I'll probably might remember it. But um, ready to love. I know they're getting ready to come out for another season out of DC again. Yeah, on January the twenty eighth, this shit just went off. I think we need a break for Ready to Love. Look, look, listen, the people up there, look. the time they find it, those people just want camera time. They want to yes. be on TV. They are not ready to love. They not looking for no love. The only thing they're looking for is camera time. Yes, when I tell you the public own network, Will Packer, Tommy, Uncle Tommy, or nephew Tommy. People are tired of Ready to Love out of D.C. in particular right now. People are tweeting, can we please have a break? Because like I said, the shit just literally went off. So I'm like, hold on. I know I didn't miss anything because I did catch up on the last season. I haven't watched it in a while, but I know I caught up on it. I'm like, y'all already come back again in D.C.? Like, damn. how many? People oh, is it in D.C.? I, I feel like it's in D.C. again. See, yeah, it is I in saw, DC again. It is. Okay. It is. So, yeah, I did see that they had to cast the new, meet the cast, but I kept looking to see where it was, where it was going to be shown, and it never, I could never find out where it was going to be shown, but, mm-hmm. um, or where it was going to be shot, or what, what city and state that they were going to this time. I guess I should say that. Um, so yeah, so part one, I think in this a two part reunion. So part one of the two part reunion just came on this past Friday. And it was interesting to say the least. Um, did you see any of it ready? Uh, okay, so to kind of give you guys a recap, so I'm just going to kind of tell you, do you even know who pretty much like ended up with who no i i i remember i watched it but i don't know names because i didn't really that wasn't that invested in dc like that so okay so mumi she ended up with frank okay then we had aisha that was the girl from new york um who was the salon owner she ended up with dante now dante is the one that had like three kids three baby mamas Mm. okay and then sydney and i guess let me back up a little bit because i really didn't say any too much about mumin so mumin um actually at some point earlier in the process thought that she had a connection with walter um you know walter was the widow and mm-hmm. um they went that i guess that whole thing between them two kind of went to the left when they went on that um i don't want to say it was a retreat they went out of town um they went out of town for the weekend and um that's when i guess walter started growing stronger feelings for sabrina and um, Mumin felt like Walter was treating her away. So then she set her sights on Frank. So that's how Mumin and Frank ended up together. Like I said, Aisha and um, Dante ended up together. Sydney and Phil ended up together. Um, you guys know Sydney was kind of brought on more so towards the middle 
of the season, her and the guy, Sean, um, they kind of came on towards like the middle of the season to kind of shake things up and spice things up. So she ended up with Phil and then Walter and Sabrina, I think Walter thought he was going to go home with Sabrina, but Sabrina kept letting us know every single episode that, you know, she felt like Walter was doing doing it for the camera and was doing it for the exposure. Um, she would say things like, you know, he'll tell me, you know, that, you know, he really likes me. He really wants to take things to the next level. He wants to see where it can go. But yet I don't hear from you all week long. Um, you only call me when, you know, you may call me because you want to meet up for lunch when we're going to be filming, but I don't hear from you at all other than that. And so she kept stating that she had to, when she was making the choice to, you know, making the choice on whether or not she wanted to be with him, the choice that she was making not only affected her, but it affected her daughter. And she had an uh, interesting story. She stated that she had been in um, a relationship for a number of years. Um, with the with the man she stated that um you know she ended up getting pregnant and then she found out this man had a whole nother life just when y'all run down um like when he was talking about with ready to love and then also um ladies who list atl was that the other show too yeah and i really haven't been keeping up with that so we can talk a little bit about i've seen a little bit of it okay i've seen enough to talk about it but mm-hmm. i haven't watched the full episode <laughs> <laughs> now I haven't watched the show at all, so you be teaching me something. Are you ready? Yeah. So, um, where do you want me to start? Do you want me to go who everybody ended up with again, or yeah, whatever you left off at? I forgot what you left off with, but. So I was talking about Walter and Sabrina. So Sabrina ended up, you know, letting Walter know that pretty much, you know, even though he chose her, she did not choose him. She stated that the decision that she made, the any decision that she made regarding a mate and regarding her being ready to love, she had to make. She wasn't just making the decision for her, but for her daughter as well. And, you know, pretty much every single episode, she was stating that Walter, basically, she felt like he was there for the camera time. She stated that he did not call her when they spoke. It was her initiating the telephone calls. If he called her, it was to go out because they were taping. She just felt like he was not that into her and she could feel it and she knew it. And she thinks that he just pretty much wanted to be the person at the end. Like this was this this it it was about for him making it to the end. He wasn't ready for love. But I can tell you, Reggie, I feel like won't none of the motherfuckers up here ready <laughs> to love. Of um not. yeah, the whole the only the only person that I can say that I felt like that was ready to love was that girl that looked like Fantasia from the first season, Ashley. Uh-huh. And she ended up with that that bald head guy that ended up with the bird flu, the swine flu, or whatever yeah. type of flu he had um, after they cut um, filming. Mm-hmm. 
or whatever, and they end up breaking up because she said to his family when he got sick and ended up in the hospital and ended up in a coma, according to her, she showed up every day and then his family started acting funny and acting all silly towards her and then once he got better, he started treating her differently as well. That's the only person I thought that was ever on this show for love was her. Yeah. Um, But at any rate, uh, so pretty much that is who ended up with each other. Um, the young lady, the crazy girl, Camille, you know, she, she liked that guy, Cornelius. Um, they, Camille, when they voted him off the show, she ended up self-eliminating. Um, he was looking like he was a little scared of her and he was timid, you know, and scared to be around her. Um, it looks like they're still together today, but that's probably because she had got a whole gun to his head and his back and waiting, <laughs> him, waiting for him to make a wrong move, and it's all over. <laughs> um, the girl Zadia, who showed out and jumped up in the guy Dante's face and um, was stating that he showed his whole natural ass. Did you see that episode? Yeah. She ended up with the guy Naeem. The guy that kept wearing all them dashikis. Yeah. So, um, she ended up, I guess, when she self-eliminated herself. Um, remember, he self-eliminated. And so, I guess they were together because he was stating that she was the only one that he made a connection with. And so, because, you know, she self-eliminated, he wanted to go ahead and self-eliminate it self-eliminate himself so they were there together and it seemed like he had a few choice words for the girls he pretty much insinuated during the reunion that all that the whole did you see the episode where when they were at that went out of town and how Aisha and the girls out of here got into it yeah okay so he pretty much insinuated that that whole, during the reunion, Naeem insinuated that that whole fight pretty much stemmed from the fact that all the girls were upset because early on in the process, all of the guys chose Dadia as their number one. And so the ladies was like, what the fuck are you talking about? How would we even know that? We don't know what goes on in the mail, in the men's lounge and the delivery. Kyle know any of that and, and you know he swore up and down that they knew he swore up and down pretty much they were jealous and they were upset um it wasn't about this whole brown girl squad thing that they making it out to be that's what they were really upset about so Sydney would like well are any of these men going to check him and he was like excuse me what and she was like no father's <laughs> going to check him he does not know what he's talking about he's talking slick out the mouth he's talking out the side of his mouth y'all need to check him one of y'all men you all need to check him so um they showed that old simple ass, crazy ass girl Camille and the guy Cornelius that she ended up with. Okay, I thought he had braces on the bottom, on his bottom row. He was yeah. in some grills. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all stupid sitting up under her. Um, so they again played that that clip where they were at that house. And that is how all of that shit got started in the first place. They were at their house. They were at dinner. 
And they were talking about the connections that they had made. And they were talking about how Elimination Day was coming up. And, um, you know, Camille made the comment, I'll fuck y'all up if y'all think that, you know, pretty much if you guys think that you guys are going to put Cornelius in in the in the bottom to go home or if y'all think y'all gonna eliminate him i'ma fuck y'all up she swore up and she swore up and down it was a voiceover <laughs> and she did not say that whatsoever so of course Cornelius mm. was like oh, no nah, she didn't say that i didn't hear her say that not m kept saying he didn't hear her say it so they kept saying play it you know play the clip play the clip rewind it back play the clip so they play it, and you can clearly see her say it. And she's talking about, no, my lips didn't move at all. My lips didn't move at all. I did put my finger in my mouth, um, but my lips didn't move at all. That was a voiceover. <laughs> so, yeah, it was crazy. And then um, the young lady, um, what is this girl's name? Uh the young lady Shiloh, she did not come. Um, you were did you see the episode with Shiloh and Phil? Yeah. Okay. So you know, for whatever reason, she ended up not coming to the reunion. You know, we all know pretty much it has to do with the whole situation with her and Phil. I think she just did not want to a kind of you know have to have it thrown up in her face that he did not choose her. He chose um, Sydney. And I'm not sure what they saw in Phil. Phil, somebody him did not set well with me and my spirit. And he always <laughs> looked like he needed a good bath. He needed to go to the barbershop and he needed a good skin regimen. He had the worst skin. He always, his hair always looked unkempt. He always looked like he needed a haircut. I'm not sure what they saw in him. But I think she kind of did not want to face the fact that, you know, he did not choose her. He ended up with, uh, he ended up with, uh, with Sydney and they were still together. Sydney stated that they were dating exclusively. Um, and then Carrie and the guy Tyrone. And I remember you saw, I think you and I watched this episode together where mm -hmm. for whatever reason, he all of a sudden had been feeling Carrie and then told her, I guess when he got kind of closer to Shiloh, he told her that he didn't like that she was <laughs> aggressive with him. And so, you know, he didn't think that she was the one for him. So I, he's you know she got eliminated and so he stated basically if he could have a do-over he would have definitely phrased that differently you know he just would have stated that you know at this point my connection with shiloh has grown stronger um we have more in common um i want to pursue her that type of thing i think i want to see what i can rock with her what you know what i have with her and i'm going over here and i'm gonna rock with her on this side over here instead of you know accusing her of being aggressive and making it seem like it was her that type of thing so he definitely he apologized and stated basically if he could have a do over he would do it over so yeah. i want to say that was pretty much it um all in a nutshell um yeah. at the very very end when they were kind of going back and forth about this whole camille thing and not him and all of them 
um, the girl Tasia did walk off the set. She was, you know, stating that the shit was ghetto. She did not come here for this. <laughs> she said her mother was laying up in the hospital. She left her mother in her on her hospital bed to come here to have to deal with this old ghetto ass shit. And then it <laughs> went off from there. So I don't know. Um, so I have. Um, I'm watching Harlem. I have that playing in the background. I have not yeah. watched this whole thing, but it's just kind of been going. So on episode 10, making good and this guy get married or is she dreaming? I, she's dreaming. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But so that was pretty much um, ready to love the season finale in a nutshell. So I guess the second part of the episode, I'm not sure, but it looks like that guy Corey thought he was a player player from the Himalaya. <laughs> um, it sounds like, I guess, even after they rap and he got sent home, I think he was messing with multiple women from the, from the show <laughs> at the same time. Oh, I forgot to talk about Frank and Mumin. How can I forget this? So Frank and Mumin are not together. Um, I did not understand this. So Frank was like, um, when they asked kind of what happened, he was like, tell the truth. So the way he made it seem like as if, you know, she had done something, it was actually all him. So I'm not <laughs> sure why he was saying tell the truth, but basically she stated that after they rapped, it was like crickets. She did not hear anything from him after they rapped. Everything that he told her, um, you know, he was choosing her. He, they were on the same page spiritually. They were on the same page emotionally. They both wanted the same things. Um, you know, they, you know, he was looking to get married. He wanted, you know, children, all of those things. She stated it was dead, like he went radio silent on her after um, they rapped. And so he started stating that you know, he stated that pretty much after they rapped, he felt like the process took a toll on him is what he said. And he really needed to kind of take an introspective look at himself and determine if this is really what he wanted. And he stated, you know, from the time that they rapped, things just felt different between them. Now, this so stupid ass fool talking about even from the way we held hands, it didn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, okay, Frank, you just in this industry where you meet a lot of women, you know a lot of women. I don't think you're ready to settle down. You were not looking for love. You was up here to promote this um this bar business that you got going on. You was up here for the for the likes, for the views and everything else. You did not like that girl. And she was sitting up there crying her heart out. And I felt bad for her, but I'm like, girl, don't waste your goddamn time on him. Don't right. shed out another tear. You know what I'm saying? Pick yourself uh -huh. up, get yourself together. So it's kind of making me wonder if maybe her and Walter have a chance um, because I think she really wanted Walter. I think Frank, Frank was an afterthought for her mm -hmm. after she felt like Walter did her some kind of way and got a little bit closer to Sabrina. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe her and Walter have a chance. I don't know. But I also think that she's a little too young for Walter. Walter like older than me. Yeah. Um, and but then again, he says that he does like dating younger women, so I'm not mm -hmm. sure what this whole thing is about. But they did not make it. Um, you know, she stated, you know, that you know, he played with her heart, he played with her emotions. Um, and he was not what he said he was about, so mm -hmm. she was very upset about that. 
So again, like I said, part two um, comes on on this coming Friday. Looks like Corey may have been dating a couple other women. I uh, was still doing that same bullshit, you know, telling all the women the same things. And so he was up there crying. So we'll see. But, you know, if you get a chance, Reggie, you'll have to check it out. Okay, yes, yes. And also at the checkout um other show too. Um Ladies Who Left Atlanta. Yeah. So the So I will say this. Now I have now watched a full episode. It's only been two episodes. Um the first episode aired last Friday, right after um right after the finale of Ladies Who Left Atlanta. Um, I'm sorry, right after the finale of uh ready to love uh and then the second episode aired this this friday but i i haven't watched a full episode mm-hmm. of it so it's 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 an all black cast as we all know and um what i do like about it is it's a variety so it's not just real estate agents it's uh brokers it's real estate agents brokers and then it's also um closing attorneys in the state of georgia um to close you you have to have an attorney present to close when you purchase a home so and which is shocking that Atlanta only has the the way they made it seem is if they only have these two um African American closing attorneys in the whole city of Atlanta. Mm. Um so I guess the basis of the show, this um young lady Robin, she is a broker. And so she has this idea of starting this, you know, kick ass, badass all black firm that will consist of brokers, real estate agents, and closing attorneys. But I guess <laughs> she pretty much has an issue some way, shape, form, or fashion with all of them, or all of them have an issue with her and she just don't know it. Um, so the young lady that's supposed to be her really, really good friend is the closing attorney, Crystal. Um, again, like I said, I haven't seen a full episode of the two episodes that have already aired, but from what I can see, Crystal is not your friend, Robin. <laughs> um, so this past Friday's episode, I guess this was the actual meeting of the minds where all the girls got together at a restaurant. They were outside. I guess Chris, uh, Robin brought up this, um, brought the idea to the table and so pretty much uh, you know at least like three of the women kind of went through the reasons with her why they would not get involved with her in business one girl her reason was just that her and robin and crystal unfollowed her on instagram and she didn't understand why another girl you know stated that she basically um kind of pretty much um how can i say this she pretty much did some foul shit to her when it came to business um and then another girl was just like you know you messy and nobody wants to deal with that you know we don't really know what this meeting is about we're not getting good vibes you just messy 
so the girl Robin, or yeah, the young lady Robin, Crystal is supposed to be her friend. She's like, you know, you don't have my back. And she's telling her, well, I just think that this, you're being, you're triggered by this. She was like, no, all of these bitches are ganging up on me and you're supposed to be my friend and you don't have my back whatsoever. She kept using the word, I think you're triggered. I think you're triggered. She's like, stop saying that. Stop saying that to me. Well, no, I think you're triggered. You know, it was just like a, a three-year-old, you know, she was taunting her, you know, acting mm-hmm. like a little kid. So again, I can't really say I, I, I can't really say I have seen them. Well, they did. I was gonna say I can't really say I haven't seen them sell anything. They actually did. Um, the episode this past Friday, I didn't see them sell, and I don't know if she did, but B Simone was up there. Um, she stated that. I guess at one point in time, her and her boyfriend at the time were looking to get a nice house. And then when they broke up, she had to kind of scale things back. She felt like she didn't need a big house. So one of the um, listing agents was showing her a condo. Um, There was a YouTube couple that actually did buy a house. Um, So we did see that. And then the girl from Sisters, I believe, was looking at a house, but we never saw her buy it. So um, that's pretty much the gist of that. It looks like it's going to be a pretty decent show. It will probably get picked up for a second season. So we shall see. Like I said, I personally have not seen a full episode uh, from the two episodes that are up. So maybe once I kind of get some more studying out the way, I can Mm -hmm. watch those two episodes. But it's, you know, it's going to be a watch. And then again, I don't know. I'm still waiting for what happened to Bell Collective. Are they coming back for a second season? I'm not sure what that's going to give, what that's going to do. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Then it kind of puts me in the mind of Bell Collective is getting the views. But I don't know if it was strong enough to get a second season. Because I don't think Bell Collective got a second season. Right, uh uh-uh. So, we shall see. We shall see. Now, real quick, I'm going to talk about um, the latest with Tasha K and Cardi B in court. And then we'll talk about Nikki Gilbert and P-Valley. But first, Cardi B and Tasha K. So, I know Tasha K um, on her unwind with Tasha K and whatnot. She's been trying to throw sh- lot. Well, she was throwing lies about Cardi B for the longest that she had herpes, um, that she was performing sex acts with beer bottles when she was a stripper back in the day. So Tasha K, Cardi B started uh, a lawsuit against uh, Tasha and then she counter sued saying that she was intimidating her with gang members and stuff like that. But that uh, case got dismissed because there was no evidence. So now it's been brought back in court with a trial and everything. And Tasha's case admittedly openly said that she was lying about Cardi B so she could get hits and uh, clicks for her website and some money, generate revenue. So Cardi said that because of the allegations against her that she had to seek um, therapy, that she was felt extremely suicidal, only evil person could do some shit like that, she said during her testimony. And um, yeah, yeah, she, she said, said it, she was suicidal it. ideation. 
Yes, she stated that, yeah, it um, made her uncomfortable to have sex with um, her husband. I'm like, that shit make you uncomfortable having sex with her. It should make you uncomfortable having sex with your husband is all the bitches he done fucking <laughs> <laughs> with the STDs. But anyway, I shouldn't say that. Um, that shit. <laughs> um, she was stating, you know, when she first had her baby, um, she had a picture up where she kissed baby culture and like a commenter commented and stated, you know, should you be kissing her? Don't you have, you know, herpes, that type of thing. So it's, yeah, it's, and I didn't realize. So again, um, <laughs> all the times that Tasha K was putting up the damn pictures and shit, I don't know where I thought she was or what I thought her, her husband was doing. I don't know what, I didn't realize that they was in Gorda Court because she was putting up the pictures and grinning and they was arm, arm and arm cuffed up. I didn't realize they was in the courthouse. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, if I was being sued by Cardi B and I knew that I was lying, I would be nervous as a motherfucker. I would not be walking <laughs> yes. in grinning and skinning arm and arm with my husband. You know, like I, yeah, I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't realize because then she, the captions was like business as usual. So I was yeah. thinking maybe they had got another production deal or something like that, or they had bought another studio. I did not realize she was in court or going to court. And then they were stating that that um husband, the stories weren't matching up. He gave a different testimony than um I guess what Tasha K gave and. So I'm not sure what you think, Reggie. Who you think will win this case? Cardi, because Tasha K, I can't stand her ass, and no one can stand her. A little low cut, okay, little piece of shit. Um, but yeah, but it, you know, she mentally said that she was lying. So I mean, you get dealt with how you get dealt with, but yeah, that's that one. That with Tasha. And then I watched something today again while I was taking a break from studying. There was something with her and, you know, her protege, Storm Monroe, and then the girl that's like the producer for her show, Chelsea, and the guy that was dating um, Latoya, what was her name? Latoya Forever. Um, yeah. Lauren Ray. She was involved in some shit with, with them um, where she, I guess, um, Chelsea, her producer, was had been talking to Von Ray and Storm was helping um helping him out because he didn't have a place to stay and um didn't have a car to drive and stuff like that. And then I guess Tasha K had had a I guess it was weird because she actually I guess kind of told Storm it was okay to help him out, and then mm -hmm. I guess when she started to see things about him that he that she did not like, or there were red flags coming up about him, she had a conversation with Storm, and I guess Storm Monroe went back and told the guy. So it just created a bunch of mess and a bunch of drama. So you know she's she stayed with the foolishness. Then you know right during Christmas. On Christmas Day, she was supposed to be mentoring Wiley from the Wiley show. And then apparently she asked Wiley, the only thing that she asked him not to do was um, 
when I guess whenever he posted his videos and things like that, do not put her name in the same like header and titles and things like that of Armand Wiggins or with Armand mm -hmm. Wiggins. And he did just the opposite. So that was a whole big shit showdown or four hour um showdown on Christmas Day. I was like, girl, <laughs> it seems like you have a falling out or have some type of you know dispute or have some type of issue or something always happens with you and the people that you are supposed to be mentoring or the people that are supposed to feel the closest to you there's always you know something some always some type of fallout yes so we, we shall see what happens so, when the book yeah. comes back so um, Wano's, yeah, you got to tell us what you all think. If we got any Wano's listening or watching, you all tell us what you think about this case. Is, is your girl going to win the case, Tasha? Are y'all going to clank crank to this wine? Or do you think um, Cardi B got this all in the bag and the judge is going to side with her? Yeah, she, she got it. She got it. Now, moving on to another case that's pending right now. So, of all people, so here I am on a Friday, just minding my business, and I see Nikki Gilbert trainer. So I'm like, Nikki Gilbert, all right, so what Miss Brownstone got to do if you love me? Because I haven't seen her do shit since um, <laughs> RMB Divas. Okay. Okay, so, <laughs> yes. Well, no, so, you can't say that. Remember when that whole thing with Kelly Price was missing? She was all in that keeping shit started oh, yeah. and got the bread all worked <laughs> up and going off and cussing and acting a whole ass fool about to make her revert back to hitting bitches over the head with bottles. <laughs> yes. And shout out to the Brad, because you're the reason why we had to use that statement at the end of the show. But um, yeah, Miss Nikki Gilbert, you know, her and Kelly Price is one of the same people, so I won't put shit by them. But a lawsuit claiming copyright infringements was filed in Atlanta on last Wednesday against Lionsgate Entertainment. And starts over the series P Valley. So we know we love the P Valley and the pink here on FNL Radio. And we're trying to figure out why the show hasn't been on in a couple of years now. So, of course, there was COVID. So that was one reason. But now like, the show may be getting a little pushback now because, oh, Nikki Gilbert. So um, Nicole Gilbert Daniels, a.k.a. Uh, Nikki Gilbert, alleged that the hit show, which debuted in July 2020, has several notable similarities to a musical stage play, Soul Kent's Cabaret, which was on <laughs> BET in 2011, but it's on DVD as well at your local Walmart. So the Star series uh, created by Katori Hall based on her 2015 play, Pussy Valley, and follows several people who work at the Pinker Strip Club in uh, Chickalisa, uh, Mississippi. So also named in the suit are Legendary Television, uh, Sherman Entertainment, and P-Valley executive producer Liz Garcia and producer Patrick Ian Polk. So the lawsuit alleged that the series is a um, veritable unauthorized 2020 knockoff of plaintiff's Soul Kitchen Cabaret, and that the defendants knowingly and illegally used plaintiff's works to create the P-Valley television series. So blah, 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 blah. It was new for its second season two weeks after its premiere. And, but we haven't seen anything yet. So. If Nikki Gilbert's claiming that P Valley is a ripoff of her hood stage play Soul Kitchen Coochie Cafe Cabaret, could be the reason why this show has not come back on. I got, you know what? Here's my message for Miss um, uh, Nikki Gilbert. And shout out to uh, Selena Johnson, too. Very, very calm, bitch. What you've done to these women is a sin, and there's a special 
special place in hell for a bitch like that. <laughs> a special place for a bitch that causes division within other women. It is a special place for you. The truth is, you're the common denominator. Everybody knows that you're a hot mess. You're gonna look a mess with those black gums and all. Thank you and good night. <laughs> the knock ass knees. Nikki Gilbert, you got your big ass up or here claiming that this show is based off Soul Kitchen, Coochie Kitchen, Cafe, um, whatever the show was. That was on BET two times. And so at the local Black Buster session at Walmart. Who was really studying the show like that to copy your shit? Come on now, Nikki. But I don't know. I was looking at a video. And was your fan of Was you not? You know, was she that play to the fan of I was she not play too. Okay, she was, and Faith was <laughs> in it as well. And, um, I, and I read my script too. I knew my words. And Crystal, as she liked to be called, from um the Players Club was in it as yeah. well. But um. I was looking at a video that Funky Geneva did today earlier about it. And, you know, he did make a valid point that, you know, Nikki Gilbert, now why would she waste her time, energy, and money on lawyers and things like that? And why would they even take on this case if, you know, and take on, you know, a company such as stars, if there wasn't some validity to it? Now, whether she's going to win or not is a different story. But... This case was filed in Atlanta. Atlanta's full of um, Fraser Parks. <laughs> so, you know, she's saying, you know, they're stating that these, um, I guess the stage play that the young lady, Katori, that Katori wrote is very similar to um, Soul Kitten Cabaret. Basically, you know, you know, the word likeness is being thrown out all around. Shout out to Ariane Curry. So yes. pretty much what what Nikki Gilbert is stating is they didn't use her place likeness, honey, <laughs> in, in, in P Valley. We've been waiting for forever for the show to come back. Yes. Now we think that we about to get it back, Nikki Gilbert don't put a screeching halt to it. Yes. Oh, messy ass goodness. So we shall see how this pans out to people. Um, RJ, please start eating styrofoam. I'm sorry, y'all. RJ, stop it. You're not going to the pastor if you pass out. Um, so, <laughs> so that's on Nikki Gilbert right now, people. So, real quick, want to talk about down um, in the valley where the girls yes. like it. Crooked letter, crooked letter, crooked letter. Okay, now I want to see her back on the pole. So now, uh, <laughs> and Mercedes. So now we're going to talk about two people. So I told y'all about two shows that you need to be looking out for right now on television. So Grand Crew, which comes on NBC and Peacock, if you miss it. And it stars um, Nikki Byer. I don't know if y'all know Nicole Byer from, um, she had MTV shows back in the day. She was on Girl Codes. Um, I forgot her name. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was on MTV. But it was a really funny show, too. Only lasted one season, but it was funny. And she called her stand-up shows on Netflix and stuff. She's on there, um, Echo Kellum, Justin Cunningham, Aaron Jennings, Carl Tart, and Grassy Mercedes. And it's these um, group of friends in New York, and they just go through their lives of breakups and other stuff. Breakups and they like this crew. And makeup. 
Yeah. Right. So definitely and, people. Be, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, her character is the sister of um. I can't think of his of his real name, but they they play brothers and sisters. And again, mm-hmm. like you said, it's very funny. Um, and it just kind of puts you in the mat if you got your you know few your your little set crew, your small group of people that you hang right. out with. Then you know everybody in that crew kind of met matches and fit the description of somebody that you know or somebody that you hang around you know in your small crew or in your group of friends as well so definitely um the show is very relatable yes um, absolutely. i think y'all can relate you know to a character in the show and it is hilarious so it really is it is so people make sure you check it out uh it comes on tuesdays at 8 30 p.m on nbc and if you miss it catch it on um peacock but also on Tuesday nights as well, everyone at 8.30 p.m., I mean, at 9 p.m., excuse me, Abbott Elementary from uh, Quentin Brunson, who, from Philly, we watched her journey from, oh, he got money, a large, and then being on BuzzFeed, and then being on a, uh, a writer, and then uh, starring on a Black Ladies Comedy Show, Black Ladies Sketch Comedy Show, and then she left did her own thing, and now she has her show here on ABC, Abbott Elementary, based out of Philly. She's from <laughs> Philly as well. When I tell y'all, this show has me in tears, it's like hilarious. legit crying tears. Jenny, like, yeah. <laughs> I told you to call me Miss T. <laughs> <laughs> and Principal Ava, now Principal Ava is a whole movie. Oh, yeah, okay, I can help you make your video. Really? Yes, this is what I do. Well, you're also a principal, so yeah, but this is my art. I write, I edit, I direct, I do the music, I lip sync. Because of me, when people say that their favorite director is that Ava lady, somebody else got to be like, which one? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you can just give me a few tips, you know, maybe help build upon what I already have. What is this, an iPhone 9? (laughs) Like a Walkman, I don't know about this, that's before my time. Hi, I'm Janiki. Well, I'm not on social media like that, so I don't have a lot of experience with quality control. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) She know I'm playing. I can get you a lot of views, and that's going to mean a lot of supplies. But I'm going to need complete creative control. Uh, What does that mean? Release some photos, do a little video, and then I'll do my thing and post. Can you twerk? You don't look like you can, but I could be wrong. So yes, people, that's what you are missing if you are not watching Abbott Elementary when she made um Miss Howard that video. <laughs> yeah, she was the oldest teacher yeah. in the poor school in Philadelphia. <laughs> but when she saw her, did you see my video when I did um soft elbows and I did the yes, two soft elbows on the elbows. <laughs> like, okay. Yes. <laughs> Please make sure you watch this show. Um, Tyler James Williams from Everybody Hates Chris is all grown up as yes. um, the substitute teacher, Mr. Gregory who actually, Yes, who actually was supposed to be the principal. The principal. And then, yeah, Principal Ava kind of looked up and got that job. She said she was down to the church and started decent fucking around on his wife. So <laughs> when she went in and let him know, okay, I either get this job or I'm going to have to tell it. 
she ended up getting a job yeah and it is so good to see Tyler James all grown up you guys remember him from him being a little boy from um everybody hates Chris so it is so good to see him all grown up um you know when just Shirley thriving yes and Shirley Rowe yes she out here still doing her thing to Janelle James who's the um actress that plays Principal Ava hands down is killing it so Y'all make sure I catch that show on Thursday, I mean on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. on ABC. And if you miss it, make sure you check it out on Hulu as well, people, because these are two black sitcoms that we need to see have more and more and more seasons because they're extremely funny people. So yes, make sure you check get, them out. And we can get blackish what how many seasons they get? Eight seasons. Yeah, we Eight. can certainly give Abbott Abbott Elementary and Grand Crew nine, ten seasons, okay? Yes, absolutely, people. So we definitely thank you all uh we have covered a lot tonight everybody uh even through the dif technical difficulties we have made it we have arrived here first fnl radio 2022 people um again thank you all for waiting for us and listening to and watching the show so if you are on youtube you can watch the show on youtube and leave your comments about the show and all the stuff that we talked about tonight and also if you want to listen to it on the podcast I agree to set that up now so you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, iHeart, Pandora, Google, and whatever else you listen to your podcast. Um, also, got the Leah shirt on too, because it was Aaliyah's birthday on the 16th. Uh, so, happy birthday, Aaliyah. And, um, yes. Yeah, and that is it, everybody. Make sure you, oh, Monique, again, more than ever, y'all follow her on social media. Now, if y'all want to see her do some uh, reels and shit on um, IG, bad news, I'm dog. Drinking a tea, drinking a tea right now. Yes, um, it should come with a warning, but she was drinking a tea, and then also, um, <laughs> so it's Bad News Dawn 1980, correct? It is. Okay, Bad News Dawn 1980 on IG, and um, Cookie Love 1980 on Twitter. I'm Mr. Doc, my Twitter is back, people, because I was banned from Twitter for a minute, but I am back at Mr. Doc MRDLC, so make sure you follow me on Twitter. Also, MR underscore DLC on Instagram. Like, FNL radio page on the FNL channel on Facebook. And then also like, comment, subscribe to the FNL YouTube channel as well, people. So we can be posting a little more stuff up here as well. So we do thank you all for tuning in. Even though I'm off tomorrow, I'm about to carry my ass to bed. But I love you all. Use your words. Don't, no. Well, I'm supposed look. to say use your words, people. Okay. No. Oh, yeah. Look, shit. Look how long it's been, people. Yo, don't be don't bust people heads with bottles. Use, use your, your words, words. Yeah, there you go. use your motherfucking words, okay? Yeah, don't yes. Uh <laughs> you just need to go to bed. Yes. <laughs> all right, people. So <laughs> so we do thank y'all again. Y'all have a good day, good night. Stay safe on this MLK weekend. Don't be too thotty out here because Big Rona and Omari are still doing the touch streets. Uh choreography in these streets. So oh, that's why I've been watching. I'm gonna tell you what I've been watching, and the new season just started tonight on uh, uh, Zeus, Jocelyn's Cabaret. I have been watching oh, that. Oh, that's still Zeus. coming on. <laughs> yes, that's what's been keeping oh. my attention from the real world TV because I've been watching that damn Cabaret on Zeus, all two seasons, and then this third season just premiered on tonight as well. Oh wow! Oh, Jocelyn. I didn't yes. that was still coming on. <laughs> yes, now they're in Vegas. So, um, yeah, people, 
Again, thank you all for tuning in, everyone. Y'all have a good rest of your night and peace. Good night.